we sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We ain't talking about the game. What are we talking about? We're talking about practice, man. Knocked away by Cheeks and a steal. Cheeks will use up the clock. What's good, y'all? Uptown Tone back with another episode of the Four 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 Podcast. Got a special guest here today, my guy, your guy, two one five sports guy, Chris Marshall. What up, baby? How you doing? Tone, what's going on? Long time, we ain't probably in a minute. We got a lot to chop it up about tonight. A lot going on in the sports world. We got a lot to talk about. It's a lot. I was giving you kudos off air on your Kobe painting back there, man. I really like that, John, man. Oh, appreciate it. Uh, Unfortunately, my guy ain't here no more, but that's just like, yes, in the background, the crib, you know, ambiance of the house set it off. But first of all, before we get into it, man, because we definitely got a lot to talk about on the sports and the NBA. Uh, we got a lot of different sports to talk about tonight. So how you been feeling, man? I haven't seen you in a minute. It's been the pandemic. It's been a lot. Last time I saw you, I feel like we were sitting down doing this. So yeah, we were a couple times last uh, season. We were uh, councilmen. We were, yep. um, that's what we were doing. We were shooting uh, with councilmen. We shot uh, me, you, Mike, and councilmen yep. chopped it up about a uh, bunch of stuff going on in person before. The world got kind of shut down on us. Yep. Um, but other than that, just been working, uh, trying to grind through these picks daily and podcasting and sports and, you know, right. same old, same old day to day. Everything virtual, though, just doing everything from the pleasure of my own house. <laughs> yeah. Let them know you was on the you was on the OG picks before all of this uh, fan duel and all of this. Okay, you've been doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You've been doing this. Walk up. You've been walk up with the bookies and everything, dog. Like walk up with the bookies, call the bookie in. College. This this is this ain't nothing new to me. So right. You know right. we're gonna have some some surprises in the coming months uh, with my uh, exclusive pick page, and we're gonna be doing some exclusive stuff. So that's uh, more to come uh, about that. That's what's good. All right, man, the Sixers, man, as I'm watching this guy play whatever instrument this is that he's playing uh, for the for the intros into this game that we got going on tonight. Uh, we in single digits, baby, man. We down to the last week, the last handful of games. The playoffs are upon us. Um, I got to get my standings up. But uh, the Sixers are looking pretty good at the number one seed, a seed which I really, really wanted us to lock down. Um, I didn't want to go through any of the tough teams, any of the teams that were right there neck and neck with us. I wanted the, uh, the smoothest uh, perceived, I guess you I mean, because you still got to play the games. I want, but I wanted the smoothest perceived path uh, through the Eastern Conference, and I think that we've got that. We phase one is is locked down. You know what I'm saying? Um, I agree. So, w- w- and what you're saying with that is basically avoiding Milwaukee and Brooklyn until the conference yep, finals. Yep, so yep, you're gonna exactly have them, you're gonna have them beat up on each other in round two, and mm-hmm. then um, hopefully you they take each other seven. Take every mm-hmm. knockout, drag out series, game seven, go to triple overtime, and they got to turn right back around and come play in Philly that yep. day after that. So I know that's the the dream scenario. So they did knock out two of two of those by getting that um, home court and making sure those two teams have to play each other. So 
the path is pretty much uh, set and it's in their hands. Um, what we're going to see now is the playoffs, Doc Rivers versus Brett Brown. We're going to see what the difference is in coaching and if Doc can get those guys over the hump that Brett didn't. Because remember, Brett had um, a Kawhi Leonard couple bounces from the conference finals. And if they would have gotten there, I thought I think they would have beaten that team in the conference finals that year. So I think yeah. the way the road shook out, but you know, that's how the uh the ball bounces. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh this is what they brought Doc here for those playoffs. I'm glad you brought those two points up. Uh we definitely get to see a different Sixers team in this playoffs with a different coach who adjusts and the game plans way different than what we we're used to in the past. That's number one. And number two is uh, you mentioned that season when we had uh, uh, Toronto. I ain't going to say did the rights because we should have had them did it. But we had them did the rights earlier in the, in the series. But we, we we played around and they came back. But um, in this recent NBA, I feel like we've been getting used to seeing certain teams in the championship. And I think now that season was the one of the first seasons, you know what I'm saying, that it got kind of shook up a little bit. Last season, LeBron took it over. Uh, LeBron came and, uh, and and did his thing, um, but I think we're back. It's it's a lot. This season is a lot like that season in the uh, uncertainty. Like you don't really know. It's not like the, it's up for grabs again. Like it's 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 one of those free chips again. I feel like it's no clear winner. It's no clear person where you say ah that team right there is going to win the chip. And I think that all of those people in the top tier on the East and the West have a real 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 viable shot at winning the championship. And I think luck, it has a lot to do with it. I think placement, seating, uh, as we're seeing people get in position, that has a lot to do with it too. Uh, and playing in these long seven-game series, yo. Um, and and the, the flip side of, of us, phase one, getting the seating that we wanted, is now we got to play some games and we got to take care of what it is we need to take care of. The little things that, that, that start to uh, peak their head, these little chinks uh, in our armor, you know what I mean? Defensive uh, uh, lapses, uh, offensive lapses, like you said, uh, health, injuries, guys not playing, not suiting up. I'm hoping that uh, Embiid not playing tonight is because we're getting down to those last couple of games and we need them healthy as can be when we go into the playoffs. But uh, we need to be a cohesive unit. We need to be at our strongest suit before we go into the playoffs. Um, and that's just what I see from the Sixers right now. Uh, the rookie Maxi is starting to get a couple minutes, logging minutes these last couple of weeks. He's looking really good. He's looking like he's just ready to go. Uh, I know it's a playoff roster. It's probably going to be hard to find him minutes, but that's why Doc is the coach and not me. But um, <laughs> what do you see, though? What do you see in the Sixers? So I think they are one of those, I want to say, okay, recent history, Milwaukee Bucks of the recent history. I think they're going to be a great regular season team. They'll get the number one seed. They'll um great home team. But what's going to happen is I think they're going to run into issues in the playoffs. Um when you can game plan for them four out of seven nights and there's no no back-to-backs, no travel. It's just singular focus because, one, Ben Simmons is inability to score the basketball. He can, I think he can score, but he just does not take the shots. He just needs sometimes as that go-to player, as you already know, you have right. to just force the action sometimes and take those shots. You're not going to get right. taken from the game. Um you have that talent. He needs to just take shots. It's no reason where he should have 30 or 42 one night, and then the next night he has seven. It's I would rather Ben Simmons get 20, 20, 18, 24, 24, than to have those ebbs and flows going 
42 and then giving me nine or seven. You can't have that going into the playoffs. We know what Embiid's going to give us, but we can't have him, Ben Simmons, one night getting seven points in a playoff game, especially against a Milwaukee or a Brooklyn or even against a New York Knicks, you're going to probably play in the second round um, against a Julius Randle or something like that. So you have to have Ben Simmons offensively scoring the basketball in order for this team to have a shot legitimately to win the championship. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He has to score in double digits. I have to, in double digits, meaning he has to score at that 14, 15 and above clip at least. Um, it's something that he has to do consistently, I feel like. Um, I don't care how he does it, how he gets it. His main thing is just staying – my main thing is just him staying aggressive, hitting free throws, and being that defensive menace that he's been, uh, making it hard for teams to get into their stuff, making it hard for these one-on-one guys, these prolific scorers. Uh, to create the space that they normally used to create him. I need him doing all of those things. If he does all of those things, and let's just say he does have a seven-point game but is filling up the stat sheet everywhere else, and that seven, and that those points are being picked up somewhere else because you know it's the playoffs. We've seen guys like Mario Ellie become Mario Ellie in the playoffs. We've seen guys like that. And I'm not saying that, you know what I mean? We have that. But if those points are getting picked up somewhere else, I'm not saying – and, and it looks good. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't say we're struggling through this game, but if he's doing everything else and it just so happened that he have low point per, out, output and it's picked up somewhere else, I'll take that too. But I can't have the we struggling. I can't have it. You know what I mean? Be a detriment. You know what I mean? I just I, I agree with you, but I think he's gonna give you everything else every night. So why not be able to give you seventeen to twenty point twenty two points a night? You are the second highest paid player on the team, the second best player on the team, the second most talented player. So that's not too much to ask for you to also give me point production as well. So he's falling on, I think he's falling on the fact that he has Tobias as that second, as that other scorer. If Tobias wasn't here, he would have to score. Before Tobias was here, he would he would have to do a little bit more scoring. So no, I, I feel you. If I it's think much. I think more so than falling on it, I think it's a it's a priority now. I think I think Tobias, I've been singing Tobias uh, praise, praises all year. I think it's more so of a priority at this point that Tobias gets that 21st because Tobias has proven that he, he, he gets it night in and night out. He's been the most consistent sixer. He's been the most healthy sixer. And, and, and he's going to get it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not. If And that's what I'm saying. Like in these playoffs, if Tobias point point. Points per game raises and Toby's point. I mean, not Toby. Uh, jo, uh, Joel's point per game raises to the point where they're scoring like forty and thirty in most of these playoff games. And I'm just saying, yeah, you know I mean, in best case scenario, or just not even that. You know what I'm saying, scoring, right? I'm not mad that Ben Simmons is because they going crazy, and his assists is probably going to be up. His rebounds is going to be up. His steals is going to be up. His blocks is going to be up. You know what I'm saying? So. And, and, and not to the tune of seven, though, because I, I don't like the single-point games either. I'm not arguing for the single-point games. I'm just saying that as long as he's in double digits, we already know that it's weird. Not weird, but it's unorthodox the way that he impacts the game. But he impacts this game. Crazy. You sure. know what I'm saying? So I'm just excited to see how they go, man. Me being a Sixers fan, I'm definitely going to be more a little bit more optimistic than you. And I'm going to go with that. I like them. I like them representing the East in the finals. I do. Um, I don't see the cohesiveness in Brooklyn as a team to get all the way through this. Uh, they haven't played together 
for a long time. I don't know if Harden's back in the lineup or not yet, but um, we're getting close to playoff time. But even still, with Harden in the lineup, with all of them in the lineup, I just don't see them being the co- a cohesive enough team to win a championship this year. That's just my opinion there. I don't like Milwaukee in a seven-game series. I've never liked them, and they, have, they haven't made any moves that make me scared of them, even though a big kudos to Drew Holiday and the way he's been playing. I always love Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is the piece that we moved to get the process started. So, you know what I mean? But other than that, the Knicks, I love what the Knicks are doing. The Knicks are playing great defense. But I just really see us as being the, 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 the cream of the crop in the East and us representing the East. I just think that we – we need to do what it is that need to be done. I'm anxious to see, like you said, Doc Coach. I'm anxious to see these pieces that we got do what it do. And, yeah, man. As I'm looking at it, too, uh, in the standings, uh, it's the Sixers and first. We have a three-game lead at this point. Uh, the Nets are next. The Bucks, the Knicks in fourth. The Hawks are in fifth. The Heat are in sixth. The Celtics, the Hornets, the Pacers, and the Wizards are in seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. The Celtics will play the Hornets for the eighth seed. And the Pacers would play the Wizards. The winner of that game would play the loser of the Celtics and Hornets game. For the, I mean, uh, the winner of the Celtics and Hornets get the seventh seed. And um, and I think the Hornets will uh, end up getting that. Jalen Brown being out for the season, I think that's going to be a big detriment on them. Um, that just happened what, Boston, last night? Yes. If Boston Ooh. does not – Boston has a shot at not even making the playoffs now. I mean, that, people don't realize how big of an impact Jalen Brown is on both ends of the court in this playoff. And for him on this playoff run for that team, this is going to be a big loss for them. So I'm not sure how much how they overcome it um, if they even make the playoffs now. So that's that's yeah, so just my like- bold prediction. I don't think they're going to um, get in, honestly. All right. You got a lot of bull predictions. You got an answer for that bullshit you said the other uh, the the other season. That was that was that was that was a bad bad pick early. That was one of my bad picks early. One of your hot the Bulls. I don't know. I don't know what scathing happened. Cold takes. That was one of your scathing cold takes. It, I've been pretty good <laughs> everywhere else though. I've been pretty good everywhere else. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, man. So the seventh and eighth, the seventh seed and the eighth seed is gonna play for the seventh seed, and then the winner of that game plays the winner of the nine and 10 game for the eighth seed. I like Charlotte and Washington to get those two, um, those last two. I like Charlotte and Washington. I like Sixers to play Washington in the first round, and I like Washington to take them, um, get, take them six, because I like Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook to at least be able to get to um, the caliber players they are. But I think gotcha. the Sixers should still be able to handle their business and get out of that in at least six. Yeah, I think that the I think the Hornets and I think the Hornets and the Wizards come out of that also. Actually. I think the Hornets and the Wizards come out of that too. Out of that playing game. All right, so in the West we got um Jazz are in first place. They're a game and a half ahead of the Suns. Uh we got the Jazz, the Suns, the Clippers, the Nuggets at fourth place. We got the Mavericks, the Trailblazers. And then we got the Lakers, Warriors, Grizzlies, and the Spurs. So we have big implications tonight because in the Golden State game, if they lose, they drop to nine. And I think Memphis jumps to eight. And then that means they will play the Lakers in the first in the playing game. So I'm going to, this is, 
this may sound crazy. I think teams are going to try to play to avoid that eighth seed in out west. Nobody wants to play the Lakers in that playing game. I think the Warriors do. I think the Warriors don't play care who they play. I don't. Steph may not, but I deep down, I don't. Think, I don't think anybody wants to honestly play. In the NBA, doesn't want the Lakers and the Warriors playing that playing game. The Lakers, the NBA wants Steph to get that nine seed, play the ten, beat the ten, and then end up playing the eight, the eight seed. That's what the NBA wants. The NBA does not want Steph so. Curry uh, and LeBron to not be playing each other. Um, I mean, to not be making the playoffs. So. That's just that's my opinion. I understand that. I understand that. So that boy Steph, man. Since we on it and shit, man. I think I think Steph. Well, who the two teams you think are gonna come out of that? Did you say? So the oh yeah, I think it's gonna be Lakers and Warriors. And the NBA is gonna make sure <laughs> some kind of way it's gonna be Lakers and Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that was crazy logic you just said. I don't think I don't Unless the NBA one get crazy and just give us Stephen Brown in the play and in the tournament style, like and then keep I don't they I, I think they want those ratings for Steph Stephen extra week. Cause think about it. Think just just think about it. Hear me out. I hear you. First round, you got Utah against Golden State. Golden State has a shot with just Steph Curry to beat Utah. One eight. Could you imagine Chef Curry? Second team, one of the what second team in NBA history with the Warriors, the second Warriors team after the Baron Davis uh redeem. What's that? The redeem what state what were they called? Um the Baron Davis Stephen Jackson yeah, Warriors when they yeah. beat the 67 win Dallas Mavericks. So yeah. just sec rewrite history. Yeah. Right history going forward. 2020-21 Golden State Warriors down all of their us. Uh, Clay Thompson, right? Steph Curry, eight mm-hmm. gets into the play-in game. I'm with you. Plays, wins, clinches the AFC. Plays Utah first round. Everybody already is writing Utah off as a fraudulent one seed. Boom! Steph Curry beats Utah first round, and right. then now he really cements himself in history. His legacy is really cemented. Oh, I need a Kevin Durant. Okay, I go to the playoffs with nobody. I beat Utah, number one seed in the West, by myself. Right. On the way to averaging 40 in my more efficient season than when I won unanimous MVP. Everything is about narratives and storylines. Is, is he the league MVP right now, yo? No, he doesn't have enough wins. If he was the five, six seed, or maybe you got a shot because Russell Westbrook got MVP triple double season as the what seven eight seed, but he broke a record that was fifty years old. So that's why that was the outlier for that one. But if he was a little bit higher, he probably wins MVP. This bull Ben Simmons with his layup approaches, man. But that's that's yeah, my, that's how I feel. The West is going to go, and with it, and how what, and that's. Storylines you you can write that you can talk about that on TV. That storyline would be crazy. All right, man. It's some shit you wanted to get into, man. Let's open it up for the NBA and shit, man. Since you was just talking about Russ, let's get into Russ, man. Okay, so I'm on the 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 Russ Westbrook side of this. 
So you hear a lot of people arguing Russell Westbrook is stat chasing or whatever the case may be. They're they just not impressed by his triple-double uh, streak. Um, but me, on the other hand, this has always been my argument for it. Even if he was stat chasing, you have to be good enough to go out there and get 20 assists and 20 rebounds and 20 points to even chase those stats. So the argument of stat chasing is ridiculous to me because if you're not good enough to tone, it's bench players that's 12th on the bench that could say, I want to go out there and get a triple-double tonight. If I get a start, I'm going to go do what Russell Westbrook did if the starter go down. He goes down, you can't even get eight points. Right. So let alone somebody to say he's chasing stats, you got to be good enough to, to chase him to go do it. So right. but I commend him for going out there and being able to do it at that and playing with that level of effort to get 20 rebounds, rebounding his effort. And for him to do it as a 6'3 guard every night, you can't, you have to take your head off to him. So I don't think it's that chasing. I just think it's he's going out there playing ball, playing hard every night. So I take my head off to the Brody. Yeah, when I first saw it the first couple of years, I kind of thought he was stat chasing the pad and stats, but in this in the same breath, like you just said, um, I've come to respect it just the way that he's playing, just the things that he does, how he does it, how he plays. Um, it's not really I just don't I just think he played harder than everybody else. There's certain rebounds that he get that you probably think that you that other people could have got or he didn't need to get, but it's another that's another possession for his team. He ensuring that they get that. You know what I mean? The assists, the points, all of that shit, man. Like, and I'm on the side of um the trip doves is it's 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 impressive, man. It's very impressive. It's prolific. He's number one at uh, in him right now. And and I'm proud to see him, man. I'm proud to see him do it. I'm happy to see him do it. I am I for one am on the side of Russell Westbrook with this one. Like I said, I've I've learned to turn the leaf uh and watching him, just seeing him. Uh doesn't matter what team he plays for, he does this. Uh no matter what setting, no matter what, none of that, none of that matters. It's just him in the court, the basketball, his teammates. Um yeah, man. I I I I, I fuck with Russ. I fuck with Russ. And and another thing is people uh have a problem with Russ, his assist he's not the they're not as flashy and they don't look as good as some of the the no look pistol pete assists or the lookaways and the and it just doesn't look as flashy people seem to he'll get to the rim and just dump it off to steven adams for a dump and he'll just people so the padding on of them people don't like the way he just accumulates his numbers but i mean <laughs> you, you can't fault somebody for just I just feel like it's effort and it's playing harder than everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, so man. Yeah, what? That, that, that's just my that my Russell Westbrook argument. And and I'm I'm always going to defend Russell Westbrook because if I could chase and get a triple double every night, I would. So right. keep doing your thing, Brody, every night until you can't play basketball anymore because he never cheats the game. If I turn on a Thunder game, uh uh Houston Rocket game, wherever Russell Westbrook's playing at that time, I know, all right, so I'm not going to get cheated this game. I know I'm going to get some type of highlight. I know he's going to play hard. He's going to give me his effort every night. So that's all you can ask for when you walk into the arena, when you're paying your hard-earned money. Yep.
in in the in the uh, same breath of talking about being prolific, my guy, you already know, Steph Curry is is having a lights out season, man. In the beginning of the season, and I have just started to open my mouth and talk about him because in the beginning of the season, man, I, I saw it. I, I already know what he's capable of. I already know the type of player he is. Like he's the baby face assassin, and and the thing about that, excuse me, is I don't think enough emphasis is put on the assassin part of that. Like this bull don't be out there playing. Like he's not for games. He he not no pushover. Like he not. Yeah, you know I mean, like he really is a savage out there when he be playing this basketball game, man. Like and it's like so. Here are the things that people were saying. Oh, he don't got no clay. He don't got no Durant. He can't carry a team. He can't do this. He can't do that. And just in the way he was trying to develop his team for what's going on right now, like he can see down the road. Like when you win a couple of championships, when you go there five times, you can you can see what a whole season looked like. So in the beginning, he knew he had developmental games to do. He had to instill confidence in his players that they coming up, hitting big shots in these games as they make this playoff run, this playoff push. But aside from that, I feel like, as you know, even with this week when he was talking about, I know it's been some murmurs. It was some uh, Twitter beef, some Twitter back and forth between oh, Bradley um, Bill, <laughs> Bradley and, Bill and, uh, Kent, yeah, and Bazemore. Um, but something that Bradley Bill said, he said, man, your guy was checking to see if, uh, uh, to checking my numbers and seeing like, uh, he th- and you talk about chasing, but that's that, that's that assassin shit. Mm-hmm. You, you don't think Cole did that? David, well, remember it, it, it's known in history, David Thompson and, uh, David Robinson, uh, what, what did David Robinson need? 72 that one, that, that game, uh, in, I think it was 80. I forget what year it was. I can't don't quote me. But he needed 72 to win the scoring title. And what did he do? He went out and got it and won the scoring title. I mean, it's been going down in the history of basketball. So I don't yeah. It was in the it was in the 90s, and he actually did that shit despite Shaq because Shaq had like something before that, some crazy numbers, and then he scored 72 to get the title and shit. It was like first or second year. You were talking about Golden State and Steph's season, but I don't think I'm gonna shift to a little bit more the Golden State as a team and the progressing going in the future. I don't think people realize that Golden State is going to get Minnesota's top three lottery pick this year with James Wiseman coming back, Clay Thompson coming back, Steph already playing at the level he's playing at. They're going to get one of these Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga, one of the G League guys that didn't go to college. They're going to get one of the top Jalen Suggs, whoever. They're going to have their pick of the top. I didn't know that. Players because of the um, Andrew Wiggins trade. So Golden State is going to be back. So everybody right in Golden State off. Steph has already kept them afloat. Going nowhere. That's the thing That's about it. Steph has, he's kept everybody that was writing them off saying, oh, Durant's gone. Clay's out. Draymond's oh, getting yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I got you. No, I got you. Afloat. I got you. We kept him afloat. James mm-hmm. Wiseman. Now they have a the uh consensus number one big from this year. So now they mm-hmm. have a big. So now if Minnesota keeps winning, which they're doing, they're gonna lose that top three pick. It goes to Golden State. Now Golden State can go get a guard or another wing as Clay eases his way back. And now they built for the future. Now they have Steph Curry two young top three pick centerpieces 
with Clay and Draymond. So now they bridge into the future with Steph, and they and, and they don't get bad as long as they get their picks right. 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 Yeah, man. But uh, big kudos to my boy Steph Curry, man, leading the uh, the league and scoring, man, at a very, very, very pro- prolific rate. He's going dumb with these three pointers like we've never seen before in NBA Change history. Like I say, he's just a straight savage on the court, man. So kudos to him and kudos to Westbrook, man. I made a, a really bold statement on Facebook. I know you uh been falling back a little bit, so I'll just fill you in. And I said that, in my opinion, Steph Curry is the greatest point guard. He's number one in, in history, dog. And Russell Westbrook is number two, dog. And that's how I see it. And Magic is three. I think that they both surpassed Magic for you, different reasons. You, you, know, you don't think Isaiah Thomas will have anything to say about he would, but he would, but what could he say, man? Against the guy who's the triple double machine and the guy who revolutionized the game of basketball as we know it. Yeah. And at the same time, put and at the same time, they have the numbers and they have accolades to prove it, man. Russ, we, I would love to see Russ win a chip, but for me, that's not the that's not the, the that, that doesn't matter to me. That's a team accolade. As far as what you need to do as a as an individual, as far as what you need to do to get that or be in that heralded in that hollow space, he's there. I he think did. he's done it for me. This is for me. This is a bold statement for me, and I think I would probably have to put uh, Isaiah Thomas and maybe. Uh, the big O to round up the top five. Somebody asked me about the top five, and I just said the top. It don't matter. The top three just being funny, but I think I would definitely put Zeke Thomas, and I would definitely put um, uh, the big O to so round we, off my top five ever. We would just disagree. We would swap. I would go Steph Curry definitely won because the way he changed the game. He just like Shaq changed the game in the nineties, where and and Wilt, excuse me, not Shaq. Wilt changed the game. we inventing the three seconds, and they they shrunk the paint because Wilt was so dominant, Steph has now changed the game where you have to guard out so far, and he's stretching your defense so far, these driving lanes to the basket are like super highways. Like, yeah, I was just about to say, like, it's because, like the It's like the, it's like the HOV lane. You can't cheat off shooters anymore because even these average shooters – are good enough and hitting them at a high enough clip where it's you you ready to give up two than three. So just from that and three time three championships, unanimous MVP. I don't care about not winning finals MVP because if you look at his finals numbers, he has better finals numbers than some of the greatest players of all time. That but he just hasn't won a finals MVP. So that's I don't care about that. So Steph, yes, number one point guard all time. Number two, Magic to me. Number three would be Isaiah. Number four would then be Russell Westbrook. And then five, I would go Big O. That would be my yeah. top five. And then I think that's after that is when you get into the Stocktons. Kids, the, uh, kids, Stockton, kids, and Gary Payton. I can't, I don't know how far back I can go as far as, you know, I know people will be like, what about Kuzi? What about blah, blah, blah? But, Kuzi will get his lunch handed yeah. to him in, yeah. in the 80s. I like, I like, I like, like Stockton in the, in the next tier. I like, uh, like we just, who did we say? Just GP in the next tier. I like Jason Kidd Gary in the next Payton, tier. Jason Kidd, 
all those guys. Um, Chris, Paul, Chris Paul might be making his way into that into that tier. Chris Paul might be. We'll talk, talk about Chris Paul because I I always been Chris trying Paul to. I always been trying to. And I've always I'll, been very. I've always I'll been very Chris critical Paul of Chris tweet. Paul. Uh, I think I tweeted it months ago. I said Chris Paul is the MVP. Before the narrative started, I was in here and my girl can vouch for it. I said Chris Paul. I was just gonna in here. Write a letter. We're gonna make her write a letter and post. Everybody, I was like, Chris Paul is the MVP. How you can't just change a franchise that quick. And then the train started. My man, my my man Nick Wright started the boat and he just kept it rolling. And um now Chris Paul is MVP. Everybody getting on that train. So I mean, Charles Barkley, excuse me. Charles Barkley yeah, started yeah. that boat, and then now everybody's getting on that. But I was on that months ago. I was on that months ago. Him being in, in New Orleans and in L.A. for so long, I always thought that he, was, he wasn't a ball hog, but I felt like he took the air out of the ball. And you know what that means because you yeah. play basketball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I felt like he did that a lot, and I felt like, a lot of his assists and things of that nature, a lot of his running of the team was spoon-fed. Um, and I was always critical about the accolades that he got or the space, the space that they put him in or whatever. I would always question it, you know what I mean? And naturally being a Steph Curry guy, you find yourself not by choice, but just being on the other end of a lot of point guard arguments because they're natural rivals and you just bring them up because of, at a time they were one and two. And uh, you know what I mean? History happened, but... I will say in these last couple of years in OKC and now in, in Phoenix, like just the way he took those teams, you know what I mean? It's kind of reminiscent of back in New Orleans days when he, but in New Orleans days, he was developing and had, and he was developing and had to take the reins of the team. I feel like now that he's already developed, he, he's Chris Paul, he is who he is. The impact that he, that he's having on these teams, the things that he's doing are kind of, they're kind of ridiculous, man. And I definitely want to, I don't. I don't know if I want to so much say as I eat my words because, but I just I for one see, I don't even want to say a different Chris Paul, but I I can see I can see what it is that Chris Paul does. You know what I'm saying? I, I can see what it is. I want to see Chris Paul win a championship. If Chris Paul, I have two bold statements. Chris Paul would be right now the second greatest point guard of all time if the NBA does not stop that Lakers trade, and he gets to Lakers play with Kobe Bryant. Chris Paul would be, he would have two, maybe three rings. He would be ahead of Isaiah right now. And he would be ahead of, he would be chasing. He would probably be neck and neck. I'll probably be saying with magic and him and Steph maybe tie right now. If that's the first bold statement, if he wins one championship, I think he catapults himself into the top three of all time. I think it'll be Steph Curry, magic Johnson, Chris Paul, then Isaiah Thomas. He needs one to jump him in front of everybody because his intangibles, everything else he does, his leadership, his true throwback point guard, that that makes him one of the all-time greats. People don't like Chris Paul because he's a real leader. He gets in your face. He's a dog, but that's why they win. You, I don't, they win. I don't. I don't need you to be like, sometimes the leader isn't going to be liked and you have to be tough and you have to be an asshole sometimes. And <laughs> I it don't need you to be liked. <laughs> I don't need, I don't need to be liked. I need my superstar to bark at people sometimes and give you that tough love. And when we hold in the championship at the end of the season, 
it's gonna be everybody's gonna be yeah. smiles. So so let's talk about a couple of matchups with a couple of familiar faces, and uh, we want to talk about three matchups. I want to talk about uh, the brothers first. I want to talk about Lonzo Ball, and I want to talk about Melo Ball. And I also want to talk about um, the Melo uh, Melo Ball versus uh, Anthony. Uh, what's his name? It's Anthony Edwards, rookie of the year. Anthony yes. Edwards, uh, Ant Man. I just call him Ant Man. I love that young bull, man. I love that young bull. Uh, Melo Ball versus Ant Man, and I think it was one more. I can't think of what the other matchup we were saying was. I think it was just. Um, those two. I think it was those two. Yeah, it was Lamelo, yeah. Lonzo, and yep, Lamelo and Ant. Let's talk about Lamelo Lonzo first, man, because I think they played last night. I seen a couple highlights, and Lamelo is looking like that show that they had when when Lonzo was the one that I felt like he had just got drafted, or he might have been. Uh, at his first year at UCLA, he was becoming all world, and Lonzo was just starting. I mean, uh, Melo was just getting his hype. And even back then, he was he was at Lonzo's neck, man. He always been at Lonzo's neck. And to see them play on the NBA stage, and for it to look like eerily similar to that one on one that they had in the backyard when he made Lonzo fall, I don't think Lonzo fucking with Melo, man. Um, I I agree with you. I think Lamelo is the better prospect long term. Um, the thing I like, the thing I think about this, when I think about those two in this rivalry, um, the brotherly rivalry, if LaMelo didn't come in and play and have the impact that he's had on his team, I don't think Lonzo would have had the season he's had, because I think that's kind of in the back of his head. I can't let my little brother outshine me this much so i think that's driving him to do what he's doing um down there in new orleans even though he's a good ball player and everything like that and it's a contract year obviously and the people in front of him already have gotten their max deals so you know he's probably thinking about that too the fact that his little brother came in no college fresh off the street and made the nba his own playground that had to spark the bro, uh, the older brother and say, okay, I was supposed to come in with the same hype and I kind of started off slow, kind of rocky. Now I'm getting it together. Kind of pushed him a little bit. That's what I think. I think this, his little brother being this good fueled him. Yeah, it's too late, man. It's too late for all that shit. It's, it's mellow world. He about to take over the league. That, that young boy is nice, dog. Young boy is young boy plays young boy plays some basketball. Underhand passes from the oh man, he's ridiculous. Young boy plays some basketball, and, I, and I'm not mad at a future that has him and and Ant Man. Uh, if Melo's gonna be in the East, and Ant Man's gonna be in the West, I'm I like I like what that collision course is looking like in this first year. I love it. That boy Anthony, that boy uh, Anthony Edwards, man, he makes he he's another one who play he could play some basketball, man. Just very, very um, skilled, both of them. That's the first thing that jumps out to me when I think about both of them. Highly, highly, excuse me, skilled to be so young. Um, ballsy, both of them. Both of them got some balls, balls if I need to. But both of them, they, they, they come to play. And they come to play every night. And when, they, when it comes to the league's best, the league's finest, they really want to go at them, and they really want to make a name for themselves on those nights, and 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 that says a lot. Um, and it's it's hard, it's hard to pick a rookie of the year, but if I would have to, I would have to give it to Ant Man because of the considerable time that Lamelo missed with the injury that he had. Um, 
So that's the only I, thing. That's I mean that's the only if if it's like that was it's like it it's like it gave you an out because there was like neck and neck. You know what I mean with the passes with the shit that Anthony Edwards is doing. I don't know what the actual numbers look like. Maybe that tells the, te- the tale of a different story. I don't know what that. I'm just going off the straight eye test. But I know Lamelo is averaging high high level numbers because I know before he was starting, I was saying, why is he not starting? And then they finally put him in the starting lineup. But how you see it? So I would 1995. I'm splitting it. Grant Hill all over again. Grant Hill, okay. uh, Jason Kidd. Got okay. Split. Okay. Because pre-injury, Lamelo was running away from it. It was unanimous pre-injury, and then you got to also remember. Pre-injury, it was LaMelo, but then you had Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Anthony Edwards. So you had other guys that were also in the race. Once Melo got hurt, then it opened it up for, okay, let's see who else, what other rookies are out here doing stuff. Then Anthony Edwards started exploding, going to get those numbers. So he started exploding from a period up until now, whereas though LaMelo, he balled from the time he became a starter and got the keys up to his injury, came back from the injury and picked up where he left off. So I don't want to fault him because he got hurt and give it to someone who didn't start exploding or taking off until third of the way through the season or after the all-star break, if that makes sense. So if you, so if you want to give it to somebody and you don't want to cheat any of them, you split it and you give it to, you give it to both of them because you can't take away the impact both of them are having on their teams as rookies. That's how I would do it. And that's why I would just go 95 and split it because mellow whole season injury, Anthony Edwards now all-star break, to now, so that's how you I want your shit tonight. You want your shit tonight, man. You give us giving some good answers, dog. <laughs> what else you got for me, man? What else you got for me on that piece of paper you looking at? So I wanted to jump into top young players in the NBA. So while mm-hmm. we're on Lamelo right now, mm-hmm. if you had to start a team right now, what would who would be your top five young players that you would start a team? with right now it doesn't have to be in any order just who would be your five go-to young players that you are building around right now i'm taking the two we just talked about off rip because the way like because of everything i just said and for it to be their first year okay um how old is jojo joe and b he's 26 so he don't Jojo. So Jojo don't count. Jojo, Jojo becoming an elder statesman. Yeah, he's kind of. Yeah, he's. he's I don't know, man. I like a lot. I like. I like. Uh, Halliburton. He look all right over there, man. Tyrese Halliburton. He Remember, cool. starting a team. We starting a team. Right. Starting a team. So, Lonzo. I mean, Lamelo, Anthony Edwards. I'm trying to think. I like Tatum. So, okay. I like Tatum. In the mix over there. If I like, uh, yeah, I like them three. You Who else I got? Um, getting somebody. Don't do that. Who who I'm forgetting, Luka! man? Oh Luka. yeah, I forgot about. <laughs> I'm, I forgot about Luca. But that's what I'm saying because I don't know nobody age and Luke. 
Luca play like he been here forever, dog. Like when I be thinking, some players be like they so far like gone as like superstars. You be, you don't think of them as young, like you know what I mean. But yeah, man, you can't fucking uh, count Luca out and shit. You definitely can't count Luca out, man. Um, that's why I was asking how old is even in B because that kind of gave me a marker how old what Joker's is. But yeah, man, Luca is rolling, man. Um, it's a lot of people out here. It's a lot of it's a lot of motherfuckers out here that's hooping, man. I don't know. Like I was telling you before, those questions are always hard for me, man, for a lot right. of questions. I don't know the age of people. Um, I don't know. I don't be having a team in my head that's readily available for me to spit off and shit. But it is a, a couple of the young players that I do right, like, right. man. And those are some of them, man. I love Luka game. Like I said, I love Tatum. I fuck with Jalen Brown. I hope he gets uh, back to uh, being healthy and shit. Um, who else yeah. is out there? I like um, I like DeAndre Swift over there uh, in um, – not DeAndre Swift. Hunter. DeAndre Hunter. Philly. You thinking of Philly. I got you. I got you back. Oh, DeAndre Hunter, but also De'Aaron Fox. I'm thinking Swift oh, and Fox. De'Aaron, That's what I'm thinking. Swift and Fox. De'Aaron Fox is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking De'Aaron Fox over there in Sacramento. That's I like De'Aaron That's Fox. A, um, That's a very good pick. Now, let me ask you. I saw there. there's a glaring absence from your um top five. Who's that? Zion. Are you... Are Zion, you, it's, just, it's just that I got like a Zion I said, fan, or was that uh, uh, an oversight? It was an oversight. Like I said, there's so many young players in the league that I like that it was hard to just break it down and just to pick five, man. Like, okay. It's just to start a team. Like, it's a lot of young players in the league that I like. But, um, but yeah, man. Then when you get on the spot, it's hard. I'll be, then I'll also be forgetting right. who's in the league. Like, it's easy to see when you're sitting there watching it. Like, you're yeah, watching the game. That guy. Mm-hmm. Or you got a piece of paper in front of you, but when I'm just trying to think of who in the league, for some reason you always get stumped. But definitely Zion. I love Zion's game. I love how people are making their own game. And I think that's one thing that Steph Curry did is that he opened up basketball for interpretation. Like for so long, we played the game one way or the game was played one way. Like this guy does this. And it's the one guard come down, pass to the wing, wing, pass to the big man, big man. You don't have it. You get double pass back out, you know. Simple, you know. Same. Yeah, yeah. And while some of those same concepts are still here and they still work, um, it's a lot of uh, innovation that I've been seeing, man. Like we said, with the distance that people are shooting from, now you got the height and the weight of certain players at certain positions, the jobs at certain positions. Like people are more or less looking for a fucking uh, four man that can shoot rather than get rebounds and and post up and shit like that these days. You know what I'm saying? So just the way that the league has changed is is, is crazy, man. So it it it's hard. It's hard to pick five, man. It's really hard to pick five, man, especially when you got the talent that, you, that I've been seeing lately. I was scared for a minute, but I, I'm liking what I'm seeing, man, in these, in these, in these recent years. Right, sure. right. All right, I want to – we've been talking about – we've been on the NBA for the whole the whole show. You know, we're big basketball guys. But I do want to shift because we have a – obviously, we talk sports and we have a hot topic going on um, in the NFL where we know the schedule is coming out tomorrow. But right. – pre-schedule coming out we have two two hot topics in the nfl we'll get into first one this will this will be quick tebow what do you think about tim tebow getting an opportunity to play tight end at 34 um after not being in the nfl for um almost seven years not taking a snap nothing it's it's publicity like it always is i feel like we just went through an uh, NFL draft. We always going through an NFL draft. Like, I just feel like it's way more viable or smarter picks to put in that position than a 34-year-old who really doesn't need to be in the NFL. He doesn't 
it's publicity, man. They got the number one pick. They got Trevor Lawrence out there, and now they about to, they want the cameras on. They want everybody looking, and they want to they want to create some buzz. They want to make some money down there in Jacksonville. Now that they got some, what they think are viable pieces, man. All I know is DJ Shark Jr. fucked me over this year in fantasy football, so I don't really care too much about Jackson Jacksonville at all. Matter of fact, let me get another beer while we talk about football, man. Go ahead. You you tell me you tell me what you think about this bullshit. I hated it because not for the simple fact that we know Tebow is not a tight end. He didn't play tight end in his in his career at all. So at 34, he's not at the peak of his athletic prime where he was at 24 when he could have switched positions and gave us uh, a shot and had a better chance of making a team. Now what's happening is you're using your crutch as your old coach being your friend to take a spot from somebody that is really grinding every day in the gym, trying to get that spot. Who the coach? Urban Meyer. Oh yeah. So you are not even getting it because you have been working hard at tight end. You've been training to play tight end. You're getting it because your college coach is now the coach right. of the Jaguars. So you're been taking about, he's been talking about football for years on Sundays now or whatever he's been doing. Like you already. And that's what well, I don't, that's what so I don't you're like. Taking a spot from somebody that's young in their prom that's on the fringe. So now you have a practice squad guy that's on the fringe of making a team that may have gotten may have gotten a look that's now not going to get that look because you don't right. need that that's roster spot. Right. That's that's the issue that I'm that I right. have people taking a roster spot and him not being aware he's been. I don't want to say selfish because. If that's his dream to play football, he is, and yes, you do. If 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 that's his dream that he wants to play football, I mean, I I don't want to say that's selfish because I want to be. It's kind of selfish, but (laughs) it's kind of selfish. You want to say it because we know at the end of the day he's going to make that fifty-three man roster, and that's going to be an unfair part too because he's a thirty-four-year-old tight end who's never played one snap of tight end in a regular season game, and. Now he's going to take away a roster spot because we know he's going to Urban Meyer is going to make sure he's on that 53. Right. He's not going to cut Tim Tebow. He's not going to put his prized recruit at Florida, you know, uh, Heisman Trophy, everything to cut him. He's not going to do that to him. Right. He's going to give him this one year deal. He's going to play for a year and then Tebow will walk off in the sunset next year. But then he's just taking a roster spot away from somebody else. That's my problem. Right, that's a fact. I agree with that hundred percent. Um, yeah, I don't think anything about the T bullshit, man. That's what I was that's what I was saying about it, man. That's why you I said that would be quick. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that the NFL rosters are coming out. You know me, man. I'm birds all day. Um, I'm actually excited to see uh Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith and uh and uh Jalen Hurts play together. Um mm, reunite. With a little bit of Miles Sanders mixed in there and anything else that they got coming, man. Um, oh, so you like the pick? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm glad. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I hated it. Why did you hate the pick? I hated the pick. The Eagle Why? Justin Fields was sitting right there. We got Justin a quarterback, Fields. though. No, you don't. <laughs> Y'all have Jalen Hurts. You have a... uh a project who's attempting 
to become a, a, a starting quarterback in this league. He's not a starting Justin Fields is already that, you think? Yeah, Justin Fields. He's a five-star recruit. We He's a pedigree. I like pedigree. I got you. I, I like pedigree. He's, he's been the number one, number two recruit. He's played in big games. He's looked better than Trevor Lawrence in some of those big games, out-dueling him head-to-head. I'm just going to go with the pedigree. I don't like the crop of quarterbacks that's coming out next year already as opposed to the ones that came out this year, I would have taken, I like the top this year, Justin Fields, um, Trevor Lawrence, I would have taken Justin Fields over anybody next year. So for the Eagles to be banking on that, I think they're going to be in the same position next year. They'll have their top five, top five pick, and then they'll get the two other first round picks that they'll have. um, And they'll be drafting a quarterback next year. So why not? And neither, none of those guys are as good as Justin Fields. And he fell to you at eleven. Why not take him? You can get a receiver. You'll get a receiver in the draft. These guys, receivers well, are the last thing that the last thing that we needed was a quarterback controversy. We needed something for sure at quarterback. And I feel like I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at Devontae Smith. Do you think Devontae Smith is not going is not going to produce on the NFL level? Do you think that that's you know what I'm saying? I don't think the value of what Devontae Smith can give you would outweigh what the value of Justin Fields can give you if you hit on Justin Fields and he's a franchise quarterback if let's just say you hit on let's just say the Bears hit and now he's Donovan McNabb now the Bears are good for 15 years now the Bears are good now for 15 years they can find a wide receiver you can go sign one off the street you can you can find a wide receiver you can find one but a quarterback what if what if Jalen Hurts can't play and Justin Fields goes out there, which I think he's going to do. And now Chicago has a quarterback for 15 years. It wasn't Dallas didn't need to take him. They have that. But now the Eagles, think about it. Now we're every Eagles fan is going to be sitting there watching Justin Fields all season because now it's going to be Devontae Smith versus Justin Fields. Their careers are, to me in eyes, if I was a Philly fan, that my eyes are going to say, all right, what is Justin Fields doing? Because if he goes out there and hits, you can, you can get a wide receiver. You're only going to get six, seven years of high-end production from a receiver. Quarterback, you can have them 12 to 15 years. So the production from a quarterback is going to outweigh the production from a wide receiver if you hit on that quarterback. Yeah, that, I think that was my life. I think Jalen Hurts is just lost in this conversation because I think that they just – and we're just people who, you know what I mean, root for the Eagles. We're just – we're satisfied with, Jaylen, with what we saw out of Jalen Hurts. We seen some. We seen them actually play in NFL games. We seen them actually win NFL games, and we seen them actually put up numbers in NFL games. So I think that the confidence that we have in him right now is what what overtook our pick. Yeah, Justin Fields was there, but we looking at it like we got Jalen Hurts, and I understand it. I'm not saying that Justin Fields isn't who he is. I'm just Arizona, saying you, Arizona that, Cardinals saw Josh Rosen play, and they saw he couldn't play dead in a horror movie. Yeah, but so they got him right out of there and drafted Kyler Murray. Not only that, but you're not an Eagles fan. So us as a fan base, they knew not to pick no fucking quarterback. We wasn't trying to see no quarterback. Like that's not it, what the but, fuck. But it's not about it's not about not seeing a quarterback. Just admit if you know if you if you admit your fault, cut your that's why Arizona got out of that situation so clean because they saw Josh Rosen, couldn't play dead. Like I said, couldn't play dead in a horror movie. They got out of him first year. Boom. Can't play. I'm out. I'm gone. Kyler Murray. 
turned it around first year. Jalen Hurts, if you see that pedigree five-star guy staring you in the face, you got to take it. They already said, hey, we, we want competition at the quarterback spot. Take him. I'm taking Justin Fields. Dude. That's just me, Tone. I'm always going to take the quarterback over any other position, especially if I can go get. You might have been looking at Donovan McNabb for 15. No, I hear you. I hear that's, you. That's all I I'm hear saying. You. But I think, like you said, only time until I'm not mad at Devontae Smith. I like Devontae Smith. Not at all. Because he's I a like great all player. The, I like everything he does, everything he comes with. He gives me a real Marvin Harrison feel. And I Mar- like Jalen Hurts. I remember not like Jalen Hurts. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is, is going to be good in this league. I think that this league is 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 tailor-made for how he plays. I think it's tailor-made for how all of these players that we're getting plays. Um, I definitely see Justin Fields doing big things over there in Chicago. Um, and I think that, I mean, I think it's going to pan out. I do think it's going to pan out. I think the last thing that the Eagles wanted, they've been dealing with it for the last three, four or five seasons. They've been dealing with a quarterback controversy. And I think that the oh. shit that Jalen Hurts, right. I just think that the, the shit that Jalen Hurts did last year was enough for them to say, we need to go get a wide receiver. It's been a long time since we've had a viable, we've had good quarterbacks. We went, we've had, we've, we've had them. We've seen it. It's been a long time though, since we've had a viable wide receiver. It's been a long time since we had a big name cornerback like we that's something that we just needed I think historically like we always get into the quarterback shit and then just come in here like with Justin Fields still perform that way here like we don't really have the tools we don't have the fucking the know-how and it's just a lot of fucking dumb shit and controversy here dog like we be on turkey time like so I, I think about that often too you know what I mean versus a team like Chicago where they ready to give him the keys like he know he got the keys in Chicago. Like they was looking for they was looking for something. Like here he would have been getting drafted into a court. Like we want quarterback competition. They would have been he would have been part of the fuck shit too. That now that that's a great 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 point because like <laughs> you said they drafted they would have drafted him into a controversy. Yeah. Chicago went up ten spots seven spots get, to go yeah, get him. That's, that's yeah, our guy. Needs, we want right. him here. Right. What do you need? Right. He, Matt Nagy is saying. You're going to save my job. So yep. here's what do you need? So that that's a great that's a great point, because yeah. if they draft him. They just create another controversy on without even trying to. So that 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 you can't do because you just got out of one. So that, that's what I'm saying. I agree, you can't even do that just for the simple fact that you, you back yourself into a. And if you're going to do a quarterback competition in the controversy, don't do it with that nigga. Don't do it with the pedigree nigga. Like, let him, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't fuck his shit. I'm saying, like, I get it, but I also get a lot of the other moving parts. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It ain't just plug and play. But Justin Fields is definitely going to do some things in this league, man. I feel that. Shout out to my cousin Molly over there in Chicago, man. He rooting for the Bears and shit. So I know he was real happy. Chicago's a real black city. And they got a good one over there, man. So good luck to him over there. I'm just, I'm I mean, just scared that's gonna happen in, in to Philly. I, can you imagine if Justin Fields goes out there and plays like Justin? And throw Herbert? the ball to who? That's the question hey, now. Allen Robinson. Are they a white side? Allen Robinson. No, I'm just saying. Just imagine. Oh, you mean from Chicago? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just imagine if Justin Fields goes out there and has a Justin Herbert rookie season. Could right. you imagine how they? How the birds fans are gonna feel, we even if Devon, think about it. Think about this. Just think about it. Put I'm a I'm a I'm a paint a big picture for you. I'm a paint. Did a, anybody peg Herbert that had a season that he had though? No, just just hear. Think about this. I'm Justin a, Fields goes out, throws for forty two hundred, 
27 touchdowns, 12 picks as a rookie. Devontae Smith comes out, 75 catches, 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns. No, I'm just I'm trying to go off Justin Jefferson numbers. Justin Jefferson had <laughs> 70, 80 catches, 1,400, seven touchdowns. Okay, he gets 80 catches, 1,400, seven touchdowns. Would you rather have the quarterback, the rookie quarterback that had 27 touchdown passes and 4,200 yards or a 1,400 rookie wide receiver? Because you know I'm going to get that from the quarterback for 12 more years. The rookie wide receiver, he might only got those six years of prime. You see what I'm saying? That's that's just how I'm thinking of it. It depends on if the rookie wide receiver got 1,400 yards, somebody had to be passing it to him. Not necessarily. Think about it. Not necessarily. Now you think just now you just not. DeAndre yeah, I already know where you're gonna go. No, now you can just, you name DeAndre Hopkins quarterbacks when he was getting 1,200 yards in Houston all them years before Deshaun Watson? Man, you just thinking worst case scenario. I like Jalen Hurts. That's what I'm saying. Jalen Hurts getting lost and disrespected in this conversation, I, and that's one thing I don't want to do. I'll like, give you I that. Know where you going? I'm not a big Jalen Hurts fan though, so I'll give right, you. I can see, but and I'm not. Right, he's catching a lot of strays for no reason in this conversation. That's what I'm saying. Like he, I hope he do he's good still here. And to me, as an Eagles fan, and what I saw in him, you're not even an Eagles fan. That's what I'm saying. So I get it. But what, what we saw in Jalen Hurts, we're we're confident in that. Like, we fuck with that. Like, we like that. Like, if you're talking about in terms of McNabb, we see flashes of McNabb and what McNabb did and Jalen Hurts when he went out there and ran a couple of them touchdowns. He threw a couple of bombs, did the gritty out there. He doing his thing. We like the way he talked. You like the way he commanded the locker room in the midst of adversity. Like, they, you kind of owe a guy something like that. You just don't throw him to the fucking curb just because, you know what I mean? If you feel as though... When you got the five-star... But what I'm saying is this. If you feel as though Justin Fields is up here and my quarterback is is here, then I'm cool. Then I'm cool. And I'm not saying that... I mean, I'm not saying that that's what it is, but that's how the Eagles obviously feel because at the number 12 pick, they did not pick... They didn't take the fiddles. They picked Devontae Smith. They picked somebody to go with some. They get they they picked the weapon for somebody who they already had confidence in. Right. And I have and as an Eagles fan, I have confidence in them too. I get getting Justin Fields in, but you if you in that position, you could play in the fucking quarterback contract. You could play in the quarterback realm all day. You could do that all day. I'm gonna get a quarterback. I'm gonna get a quarterback. I gotta get a quarterback. I gotta get a quarterback. I think we always fell in love with that. I think we we got caught up in doing that for a while. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's what gets your team. You know I mean, when you when you just keep saying, I need a quarterback, I think just like uh, basketball, football is changing too. And I don't think just getting the five-star quarterback does it. I don't think that does it. Drew Rosen was a five-star quarterback. He was, all, he was the same guy. He's the same guy you're talking about. He's the but same he's, guy you're talking about. And that's the flip side of the coin. He didn't have the physical tools. Justin Fields, 6'4", four, 4'3". Four, it doesn't I mean, matter. The paper, yeah, the paper said, the paper said that this is the number one guy. This is your guy. If you're looking for your 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 franchise quarterback, this guy's been being groomed to be your franchise quarterback since he was eight. He's that guy. So you lose gambling on that guy too. It's all a gamble. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that's a gamble this year that we needed to take. We needed to, we needed to get skill positions because we haven't had any. But I still think you're taking a gamble with Justin. I mean, with with uh, Jalen. Absolutely, Hurt. but it, but that's the better gamble He's for the us. Bigger gamble than Justin. I think Justin Fields is more of a sure shot than Jalen Hurts right now is. I think Justin Fields is more of a sure shot. I think that's how much the gap between him is right now. But in our situation, in our, you got to think about our situation too. 
That's the, that's what I tell a lot of people. You gotta think about right. Philadelphia. Like you gotta think about what the fuck it is we doing over here. Like everybody not good over here just because you mean you plug them in. That's that's my whole point. It's just that Philadelphia be on that's, some other you shit. Definitely gotta go to the right situation. That's 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 for sure. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, what else we got, man? Do we get is we t- is it time to get into my wrestling shit or we got something else? Oh yeah, take it away. Take it away. <laughs> But no, so I was asking you off air how big of a wrestling fan you was coming up because recently I've been watching a bunch of this fucking A&E and Vice. They've been having a, a lot of good wrestling programming on just with shit going on behind the scenes. Um, A&E got more biography. Uh, I've seen uh, Stone Cold. Who else does A&E have? They have Stone Cold. They got Roddy Piper. They got Macho Man. And they got Booker T. And then Vice is on season three of their series they have so many wrestlers man but it's a bunch of people that vice gets into a bunch of situations that vice gets into um and it just be taking me back to my childhood and watching wrestling and getting into the storylines and all that cool shit the attitude era is by far the best era i think you know what i'm saying like uh it's the golden era in wrestling but my favorite um, is Bret Hart. he's my favorite wrestler of all time sharpshooter it's my favorite wrestler move of all time Bret Hart, the wrestler brett hitman Hart is my favorite westler yeah, so they got his joint on there, the Montreal Screwjob. You know about the Montreal Screwjob? No, I don't. The Montreal Screwjob is when, uh, so Bret Hart um, was the WWF cha- or the WWE champion. You got to call it WWE now because the World Wildlife Fund don't like you using WWF. The World what? Get that out of here. The World Wildlife Fund. It's called WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. No, no, I know that, but the the why why the why we can't call the it World Wildlife, Wildlife, the animals, the World Wildlife Fund. Their WWF. The oh, WWF wow. name was getting so big that it was over. It was superseding that shit. So they went and filed the papers and made them change it because they had it first or whatever. Oh, so that's why they actually changed it. Yeah. Okay. So it was WWE. That's but good. anyway. So uh, at the time, Bret Hart was the WWE champion. Uh, world heavyweight champion but um the company was going down a little bit and he was uh he got signed for a contract to vince mcmahon for 1.5 million and he was cool he was doing his thing but wwe started going down and vince mcmahon had told him like look paying you a 1.5 million contract is too much so i gotta take that joint back so he signed the con he signed the contract with wcw and they had like already knew it and shit so they was like yo you gotta give up the belt so they told him he had to give up the belt to Shawn Michaels, but he didn't fuck with Shawn Michaels. So he's like, Shawn Michaels, disrespectful, yada, yada, yada. I'm not giving him up. I'm not giving up the belt to him. Heartbreak kid. Yeah, so it was WrestleMania or whatever. So they was telling this nigga, like, yo, you got to give up the belt, blase, blip. And then Vince was going back and forth with it and shit. Like, yo, you got to, he wasn't giving it up. He's like, look, I'm going, I'm going to beat Shawn Michaels. He said, then the next night on Raw, I'm just going to forfeit the belt. And then I'm going to ride off. So they was like, it's cool or whatever. So they came out and it was time for the match. So they went and they grabbed the referee and shit. They said that motherfucker, Shawn Michaels is going to put, at some point in the match, Shawn Michaels is going to put Bret Hart in the sharpshooter. They said, when he do, no matter what happened, ring the fucking bell. No matter what happened, just ring the bell. So he was playing. They was in the match. They was fighting the match and shit. No doubt, fucking Shawn Michaels got Bret Hart in the sharpshooter. He wasn't even down or nothing like that. I think that's that. the joint that was in London. Wasn't that the yeah, joint that was, was in London at Wembley Stadium? I don't know. I don't know. I forgot where it was. No, it was in Canada. It was in Canada. It was in okay. Canada. That's why it was in Montreal. That's why it's the Montreal screwdriver. So fucking um, and that's where uh, that's where Bret Hart from. He from he, he from uh Quebec, Canada, from Calgary, He's Alberta. Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah Calgary, Alberta. Or he from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So he was in there. So they fucking he put him in a sharpshooter, 
And that mother, uh, the ref fucking, uh, he said Vince McMahon was over there yelling, ring the fucking bell, ring the fucking bell. And they rung the bell and counted him out and shit. And basically stole the belt from me. Like it wasn't in the script or nothing like that. He was just sitting there the whole time. And he was just like, damn. So they call that shit the Montreal screw job. But that's why I was saying like the fucking, um, the wrestling stories and the behind the scene been getting real crazy. Not been getting crazy, but the exposés and the stories that they giving up and telling because wrestling is a world of kayfabe and kayfabe really mean like it's the script that they got to stick to. Like even when you see Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant or The Rock and Stone Cold, when you see them out in public when they not wrestling, like they still going to be in character mm -hmm. acting like they don't like each other. Like another fucking uh, moment was called the curtain call and shit. Like the curtain call is when uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, uh, Diesel and Razor Ramon after a house show, after a fight, they had all hold, held hands and raised their hands up together and they was hugging and shit, but they was good guys and bad guys and shit. They weren't supposed to be doing that shit in front right. of the crowd. And the crowd was going crazy and shit. So they call that shit the curtain call because them niggas removed the curtain. Wow. So that's where, the, that's where the attitude era come from. Like when niggas started saying, fuck it. I mean, it just turned into a whole new thing where everybody was pretty much being themselves and shit. Like wrestling was started being reality based versus being like cartoonish and being on a yeah. job, so. It, it, yeah, niggas gotta check out them. Like really, I said, A and E. Like, really knew it was scripted. Uh, that's when you kind of really knew uh, it was scripted back in those. Yeah, days. yeah. Because as a young boy, you fell into whatever story they was fucking telling you, whatever they was feeding you and shit. So, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But yeah, the Sixers is winning out here, man. I don't think I have anything else. You got anything else, man? No, I don't have nothing. That nut ass Patriots Cup. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but no man the Sixers is winning I think it's halftime now man it was definitely good chopping it up with you um, yeah this was we gonna we gonna definitely uh, do some more we gonna um, playoff time we get into some do a little yeah so I'm doing these I'm about to start scheduling these um these live watches I did one uh, uh for the draft with uh, my brother and um and my guy Preston and shit uh, but I'm gonna schedule these zoom these playoff zooms I'm gonna schedule these playoff watches where we can watch the game I have these round robin discussions and shit. I figured out how to do that shit. We're gonna do that shit live, broadcast it on Facebook, do the whole thing. So I'm definitely gonna tap you for that. Um, other than that, tell the people where they can find you at if they can still find you or Yo, oh no, 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 we need some we need some picks. We need some, yeah, we need no, some, I was gonna, some I, this, this is what I was gonna say. When you do yeah. your, when you do your um whenever you do your podcast, um just let me know that day you're gonna shoot, send me the link, and then um just tap me in in the middle of your show and I'll give out some picks and we could we could kind of do it like that too. Um, getting ready launch uh it's called yeah, picks. I know Presco's to appreciate this. I mean, I think OGEs too. I know it's a couple other people who I know play them tickets, cousin Ed. But give us give us some hot parlay tickets of who you've been rolling with or what you've been doing in the par how you like the parlay, man. Cause I know you fuck with the hot parlay tickets. Yeah, so um you parlays, straight picks, uh, you know, pretty much parlays and straight picks, but tonight. Um, I like the Knicks. I like the Knicks. Bron's not playing, so Knicks would be a good uh, Knicks are a play tonight. And is it time? Oh, Brooklyn started. I was gonna say Brooklyn would have been a play tonight too. I would have took uh, Brooklyn with the four and a half. Brooklyn with the four and a half. Um, Golden State. I think Golden State uh, will cover tonight too. So I like Golden State with the um on the run line tonight. So I got Golden State. New York and uh, Brooklyn are my three NBA picks for you today. My God. And that's and what it is. find me on Twitter. I'm still on Twitter um, doing all sports news and giving out picks and stuff like that. Uh, 215 underscore sports underscore guy on Twitter. Um, I'm going to drop 
the picks for chips is getting rated web instagram page is getting ready to relaunch so just be on the lookout for that it's at picks for chips my god man it's uptown tone y'all know where to find me man check me out kobe chronicles podcast check me out 444 podcast and check me out on the streets is talking podcast uh instagram twitter y'all know what it is 215 sports guy chris has been my pleasure appreciate Still it. digging that painting back there man i fuck with that the lakers hat not so much i'm hoping that I was I, I'm hoping to see a Sixers Lakers championship. Hopefully that is, and we oh, yeah. gonna, we gonna we, we gonna watch every single game together and break that shit down right here on. Well, no, we going out there. We going to LA. I'm gonna give me some tickets. Crazy. I'm going to the game. I'm going with you. <laughs> we out. We out. We out. But no, man. Until next time, man. Uptown <laughs> Tone, two one five Sports Guys. It's been the four 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 podcast. We holla at you, man.